Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I do, and Jeff, hope everything is well. It is uh, 309 at News Radio 930 WBEN. It is Bowerly. Um, and David Bellavia, I had no intention of uh, doing this topic at all today, but I heard David Bellavia doing it earlier, and I thought, wow, what a great topic. Uh, this needs more discussion. So without naming nursing homes, uh, your experiences with nursing homes now i will let you in on a little secret i have volunteered to live with my mother i volunteered to have my mother live with me um she does not want that i made the offer she doesn't want it so that's all i can do for myself i know what my preference is and it's always been that way since i was a little kid it hasn't changed it has been as constant and fixed as the northern star i should be able to choose when i want to exit when i want to get out of this i don't want to end up in a damn nursing home ever ever uh that's not where i want to check out at all it never has been since i was a little boy 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. And I absolutely believe, and and again, your religious views should not impinge on my freedom. You know, you can have your religious views, let me have mine, and I think it's entirely moral to go to a uh, physician and say, here's the prognosis, I don't want to end up at the end of this prognosis, being a drooling idiot, soiling myself every five minutes, I would prefer to die in a dignified fashion. So can we do this uh, February 1st, please? You know, like scheduling a dental appointment. We all got to go once. I just as soon go on my own terms. Thank you very much. Uh, Here is Dory in Wales on WBEN, and we won't be, of course, naming any. Wow, look at this. We have a Dory, and then our next call is a Dora. Ah, what a difference a vowel can make. Anyway, Dory in Wales, you're on WBEN. Hello. Thank you, Tom. Um, my experience with my father was not in a nursing home. It was in a rehab-assisted living slash facility. However, it's very important because they, people don't realize when they take their parents for rehab that they also have rights. And I was a novice. It was over 10 years ago. My father needed to get stronger and to get care, and we put him in what we thought was one of the best facilities. My father was well-to-do, and he could afford to pay for it, plus he had long-term care insurance. And the progress was slow, but it seemed steady. And there was an incident where 
My father, who was completely continent, needed to use the bathroom, and it was during lunch. And it also happened that at that lunch date, he had a visitor who was sharing lunch with him and was visiting him. And so almost at the end of the meal, probably a half hour left to go, um, he said to me, I need to use the bathroom. So I took him back to his room with his visitor, and we sat there, and I rang the bell. The aide came in, and she said, what do you want? And I said, well, my father needs to use the bathroom. She said, he's not allowed to use the bathroom during dinner or lunch. What? And, uh, yeah, she said he can't use the bathroom because he was a two-assist, which means she would have to have another person help her lift him onto the toilet and lift him off. That's what a two-assist is. So she went. She said he has a diaper on. Let him use it. Oh, my God. So she left the room. And my father's visitor said, turn the light back on. I said, oh, I can't do that. I'll get in trouble. And he said, just turn it on. So I said, okay, fine. So I turned the light on. Then the nurse came storming in. She said, what do you want now? And I said, well, I didn't turn the light on. He did. And I pointed to the man. And she said to him, and what do you think you're doing here? Who are you? And he goes, well, I'm pastor's attorney. She flew out of the room like crazy, came back. It was all a misunderstanding. (laughs) You know, it's funny because I was just going to say, Dory, this is the time where you say, I'm the attorney for your dad. And he was. He was my father's attorney. So the the next day, I, I didn't think anything of it. I got called down to the administrator's office, and I was told that I was never to bring an attorney in to the facility without notifying them first. And I said, he's my father's friend. He's my father's guest. They didn't care about that. Little things like this happened over and over. Is, again. Was father, that was that in the contract that was signed or the agreement that was signed before your dad entered no this contract. facility? There was no contract. Well, then this they had rehab from the hospital. Well, no, they, they made their own rules as they went along. Yeah, they, my they, father contracted at this facility and the doctor that was supposedly treating him couldn't speak English so actually my husband started treating him and he actually got rid of it and then when a nurse tried to use the same treatment and have my husband help him they fired the nurse which was interesting then when it was time for my father to go home I picked um, a caregiving um, person that had a, a plan that I thought would be best for my father. He owned an agency. He came in, we interviewed him, and the facility told me that my father couldn't go home. And I asked him why. And they said, well, he's not strong enough. And then I found out quite by accident that it was because he had long-term care insurance they wanted to keep him. Of course. Plus, plus, this is the key. The man I had picked was the ex-husband of the administrator, and she didn't want to give him any business. So what a what yeah, a nightmare! It, what a nightmare! Why well, I hope you was, called I hope you called your father's friend, the attorney, again and got the attorney on this. Um, no, I didn't because it was more important to take care of my father. But I want to tell you two things that I did learn. There's a facility. Well, it's not a facility. There's an organization in Buffalo called the Center for Elder Care and Justice, and they don't charge people. This is totally free to seniors, and they can get information on their rights, and they can get advice, 
and it's a wonderful uh, facility that's run by the government, and it's very good. It's called again. Okay, I, I don't, I don't. I'm really, we're, I'm trying to get away from names, even if you, with the best of intentions, I got to move on. Let's go to Dora. On, I don't, I don't want any names of anything. No website. No helping agency. No nothing. No names. If I, if I, I, I'm not trying to sound like a douche, but geez, guys, come on. Here's Dora in North Tonawanda. You're on WBEN. Hello. Hi. I just want to say that my aunt was in a facility, a nursing home facility. The first thing that happened when she walked in, she fell. And they picked her up. And um, from that experience, it was the worst time. She said that uh, she would be getting shots in her back at night. She fell out of her bed. They didn't put railings up because apparently it's against the law to put a railing up because they say the patients might break their leg by getting it stuck in the railing. So they put pillows on the floor for when they fall. And she fell several times. And we would visit her, my sisters and I, uh, take turns during the week. And my older sister came home after visiting her. and She got a call at 8 o'clock at night, and my aunt had died. And we all thought... Is it because of the shots that they were giving her? She, was, she had dementia, and she was loud. But when you get dementia, you do things that you, know, you normally don't do. And I says, I can't believe, of course, I can now because I know what they're like. But I want to put a word in for hospice or not. Can I do that? Why, why, why would you even ask me that? I said, I mean, uh, no. You know what? From now on, no names of anything any organization, any group, any website. Don't don't come on the air when you were told by the call screener, don't name any names. And say, is it okay if I name this? Come on. Help me out, man. Help me out. No names of anything or I'm going to get in trouble, even if your intentions are good, even if it's a noble organization for today. No names of anything or I got to take you off the air. I'm sorry. It's my I have orders that I have to follow. OK, and I got to follow my orders or I'm going to get in trouble. I mean, I, I can't make it any clearer. And, and don't do that thing where, you, is it okay if I say this? It, really, come on. Common sense, guys, common sense. <sighs> Here is Anonymous uh, in uh, the Buffalo area. You're on WBEN. You understand what, I mean, what, what I'm saying when I say no names of anything, no matter how well-intentioned? I got it. Thank you. <laughs> so I've, uh, I've been around the, na- the nursing home industry my whole life. My family has worked in it, um, never owned it. Um, I've worked in it. I've had family members in it. And it's changed so much over my lifetime. It's frightening. Um, nursing homes in the past used to be owned by families and religious groups. And they were not for profit. And their motive was to care for our families. And the people who worked there, they were like families unto each other and to the, to the residents of the nursing homes. Most recently, most of the nursing homes in this area are being sold to New York City investors. They don't give a crap. All they want is to make a profit. And that's part of why things have been falling apart, in my opinion. 
Well, but I, I let's go back to those old days because I can remember about 30 years ago when one of these glorious family-owned nursing homes uh, faced a number of violations from the state. And I remember the, uh, I think it was a front-page picture of the owner of the group playing polo pony on his horse. So I go back further than that, a little further, because I know what you're talking about. Um, and when the next generation took over, it that's when that happened. Well, and, it's uh, it's it's a shame, but, but you know, after that, now it's sold to for-profit companies, and it should never be for-profit because See, there an, is no profit in this. A, an, anonymous, right. anonymous. The first nursing home I was ever in as a little boy that would have been in the early 1970s, and I assure you, I don't care who owned it, whether it was a family or a bunch of New York City investors, it was a fetid, disgusting, miserable place. Okay, I've been in ones that weren't. And I've been in ones that are exactly what you've said. Hey, I've been in expensive nursing homes that were absolute uh, fecal holes. Yes, I agree. I've been in most of them in the area. And and they come and go as far as their quality. The staff turnover among the nurse aides who are way underpaid is almost 100%. Over what period of time? A year. I believe yeah. it. I mean, who who wants the job? I mean, you can't find people. See, this is this is another element of this. You can't find people to make tacos and bring food to people, much less people to work in that kind of an environment. I mean, uh, anonymous. I'm going to bet you. Hard. I, I'm going to bet you that every time you went into a nursing home, you left feeling a little bit depressed. Uh, no, not always. Oh, I did. Every single time I've been in a nursing home, I've always left thinking to myself, God, don't ever let this happen to me. Kill me before this. Oh, I would agree with that. I would definitely agree with that. Um, Part of it is what the one lady was saying a couple calls back about people having respect for older folks. That's, you know, you got to hire people if you can find them, first of all, just to hire people. But then there has to be an institutional training and monitoring to make sure that you're treating these patients with respect like they're your own family members and if that's not there it's over it doesn't matter if you have enough staff if they don't care it doesn't matter well this this is true but like i said earlier i mean a lot of the hospitals are not properly staffed right now and it's not just the nurses it's the people who make the food it's the people who clean the hospital I, there 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 is a shortage and again it wasn't helped by kathy hochel's mandate that everybody get a covid vaccine well yeah you had the most senior people retire because they said well then i'm done I'm not taking that shot that's untested. Right, I'm and retiring. she still wins re-election because that's the way the state is. It's insane. And that part of the problem is the state rules around these facilities takes your best people off the floor caring for your family and puts them in an office doing paperwork. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It's, it's, it's interesting because um, as somebody who knows quite a few people who are uh, medical doctors – um, they basically, their offices spend more time on the phone dealing with insurance companies than they do, in many cases, offering patient care. Not the doctors themselves, but uh, the staff members. And what's sad is some of the rules that those insurance companies are following, because I work there too, 
is the, the rules that are put upon them by either the feds or the state. That's All right, anything, anything without naming any names of anything, anybody, any institution, any website, um, <laughs> uh, is there anything else you'd like to say? Um, if you have no experience in health care at all as a family, you need to find someone either in your family or someone you know and get them to help you. It's complicated. It's incredibly expensive. And you need someone to help you navigate. I help people navigate almost every day in my family and friends because it's confusing as hell. And it's hard to find a spot where you're semi-comfortable with leaving a family member there. Yeah, I, 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 never, alone. I, never, I never want to be in that situation, never want to be in that position, um, and I never want to put anybody close to me in that position at all, which is why I believe in physician-assisted suicide. Yeah. Um, I strongly believe in it, always have. There's got to be a better way of allowing us to pass away, than, especially when there's dementia yeah, and I, I'm sorry. illness is that, you know, there's no way out. Well, if, there is no some, way out, period. If, but. if somebody pre-dementia has expressed their wishes to not live in those circumstances, then physician-assisted suicide should be an absolute option. That should actually be part of your health care proxy, your living will, all of those legal documents that we're all supposed to have. Um, I thank you, Anonymous, and I'm sure that your family appreciates the fine work uh, that you are doing. Uh, talking about uh, nursing home horror stories, and maybe there's good stories out there too, but even if they're good stories, no names of anything, any institution, any website, because I have to follow orders. I have to follow orders. If I don't follow orders, uh, it'll be Joe Beamer's show and I'll move to Jamaica. 803-0930, I'll fit right in. Star 930 on the cell phone and 1-800-616-WBEN. Um, it is Bowerly. Did you know that weed is illegal in Jamaica, by the way? Did you know that? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Definitely a song I want played at my uh, memorial service 
Absolutely. It is uh, 338 at News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, welcome. It is uh, Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, good to have you with us, loves. We're talking about nursing homes, um, horror stories. And I got to tell you something. And uh, first of all, I got to be really clear about this no names of anything, any organization, any website, however well intentioned you may be. I am under orders, and as you know, my last name is German, so that should say everything you need to know. So anyway, um, good to have you with us, and uh, I, when I was a little boy, I hated nursing homes. When I was a grown man, I hated nursing homes, and now that I'm 60 years old, I dread and hate nursing homes because I don't want to end up in one under any circumstances. And I'm a big advocate for physician-assisted suicide. And I don't mean for light and transient reasons. My girlfriend broke up with me. I don't want to be around anymore. No, that's not a legitimate reason. I mean, if doctors say, look, uh, you have early dementia and in six months you're going to be a drooling idiot, um, I would just as soon exit with grace and dignity. And I don't think there's anything immoral or wrong with that. Only, an, only a hateful God would say, oh, no, I want you to live until the end, even if you're wallowing in your own feces and urine, getting diaper rash. Only a hateful God would, would advocate that, my opinion. <coughs> Excuse me, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, here is uh, Marcus in uh, Middleport. Marcus, you're on WBEN. Hello. Yeah, hello. Hello. Um, uh, like, your, like your prior caller said, your uh, nursing homes are just money-driven. They're warehouses. I've lost a relative because of that. Uh, my a much younger sister, uh, and um, the, the, um, she had MS, and she had to be taken care of. She was in a local hospital, and she developed a uh, uh, double lung pneumonia. They could save her. She was within a mile of four hospitals, but the uh, the, the nursing home refused to take her. And when the, by the time they called the ambulance, it was too late. So, I mean, stuff like this is ridiculous. I guess I'm a little bit confused. The, did she not try to get to a hospital uh, right away, or did anybody try to get yeah, her to a hospital? Uh, what do you call that? Um, I don't know, but I don't want was, names. Uh, she was uh, 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 totally uh, chair-ridden because she had MS. And there was no there was no transport available to get her to a hospital for treatment. No, no, they never called the ambulance. They waited to the very last minute. It's not the first time nurses seen people with pneumonia. Is that because uh, I worked for an ambulance company back back in those days? And uh, I said, really? It says right down the street. You could took her down there. Uh, she made it to the ripe old age of forty one years old. So I, I never seen you know that care is terrible. It's terrible. Uh, yeah, but it sounds to me, I mean, maybe I'm a little bit confused here, but uh, it sounds to me like she never even made it to the nursing home. She was in the nursing home, but they never took her to the hospital because even her own doctor said, I don't know, the doctor, her own doctor said, why didn't you take her to the hospital? It, it developed into double lung pneumonia, and when, it, um, when she got to the hospital, it was too late. Uh, almost sounds to me like the possible, possibility of uh, malpractice might exist there. Malpractice yeah, isn't a thing. bad result. It's bad medicine. Yes. Yes. I hope you have looked into that uh, during the available legal period you can file such claims. 
Um, I'm sorry to hear that, Marcus. I mean, obviously, nothing's going to bring back your sister, but you might prevent it from happening to somebody else. Well, um, I have another brother. He has a similar thing. I, I figured because he used to live in the falls, that, that love canal. And um, I took care of him. Um, he's a um, chair bedridden. I take care of him all the time. And he never develops a, a bed sore. He, go, he goes to a local uh, a nursing facility. He develops uh, uh, a case. And I never, you know, I was shocked. And <laughs> I've seen it before. But you see, when you see a relative with it, I said, and, and the man said, I walked in there because I visit him like, twice, three times a week. And I look at him and say, are they feeding this guy? I told him to shave him. They wouldn't shave him. I kid you not, the man looked gray. I said, oh, my God. He actually looked gray. I said, I got the staff down there and said, you got to get him out of here. So I got him. I got. I took him to a local hospital. I got him out of that facility. I said, this is terrible. How long did he last in the hospital? Oh, he's he's alive now. Cause I got him. Cause I, I see he actually looked great. I said, I never seen this. I've seen it before. But when you see your own relative, oh yeah, yeah. I told my, I yeah, I told my other relatives that I couldn't believe it. He's in a nursing facility. And the man's look, he's being he's malnourished. He looks malnourished. He has a, he, he, uh, he had to be shaved. I mean, he looked like a mountain man. He never looked like this. I mean, you tell him something and nothing gets done. And I remember back in the 90s, they were firing uh, the orderlies and stuff. Uh, human beings are heavy people to move around anyhow. And every first thing they do is they fire their employees because it's all money-driven. Yeah, I, I hear you. I, I hear you. I, I, I abhor nursing homes um, clearly with a passion. I thank you very much, Marcus, in Middleport. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've all had experiences with nursing homes. And I mentioned earlier my grandmother taking care of my grandfather until he died on Valentine's Day 1969. Um, only remember that because I was in kindergarten and I couldn't wait to do the Valentine's thing. And wouldn't you know it? Mom comes in and says, your grandfather died. The taxi's outside. Like, ooh, I'm going to miss Valentine's. That's unfortunate. But, uh, well, you remember those things when you're a kid. But my grandmother shaved my grandfather every single day with a straight razor. And she wasn't a trained barber or anything like that. And he never had a bed sore. And he was bedridden for quite some time. Not one bed sore ever, ever. Uh, and I don't know that we'd say that uh, had she sent him to a uh, a nursing home. But look, I mean, we've got a, we've got an increasingly older population. This is increasingly going to be an issue. It's been an issue clearly for many families in Western New York. And again, my loves, I have to emphasize: no names of any place. Even if it's a good place, even if it's an institution, even if it is a website, no names because I can't, okay? I literally, I just, I can't do it. Um, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Would you really want to get me into trouble? And I don't want to sound like a bad guy here, but keep in mind, I must follow the orders I've been given. Uh, here is Louis, and their orders for good reason. Namely, you know, we don't feel like spending any more time with lawyers than we have to. Uh, Louise in Tonawanda, you are on WBEN. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, my mother taught my sister, my brothers, and I how to be caregivers. We learned from her experience, from her example. I'm sorry, on how she took care of us, and when her parents, my grandparents got uh, sick. She used to take the four of us in the car 
over to their house every day to take care of them. And I became a nurse's aide in my 40s and took care of the residents the way my mother taught me how to take care of people. Well, people must have loved you. Well, not to brag, but when I got off the elevator at work, they used to call my name, the, the residents that were sitting in the hall, draped over the chair, and I would go and straighten every one of them up, and I loved them, and I cried when they died. And that's my story. Well, you sound like an extraordinary human being, Louise. And is that Paul McCartney I hear in the background? It is. I'm sorry. It's okay. I just wasn't sure. That's not silly love songs, is it? I can I, I can hear McCartney's voice, but I can't identify the song. It is. It's him. You're, but are you actually playing silly love songs? Because that will negate everything positive you've just told us about you. I have the 50s um, channel on, on my television. Well, McCartney didn't break in until the 60s with the Beatles, really. It was the 50s and 60s. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, Silly Love Songs wasn't until the 1970s. I Can't uh, Buy Me Love. Oh, Can't like Buy that. Me Love. Okay. Well, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Then if it's the 60s, that makes a lot more sense. Thank you. Yeah. Um, thank you very much, Louise. I appreciate the call. Uh, 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. For as bad as my ears are to pick out Paul McCartney's voice, come on, man, some props would be nice. Tanner Saunders behind the glass doing the best job ever. Uh, Here is uh, Carol in Buffalo. Uh, We're not naming any names of anything, even good things. You're on WBEN. Carol, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tom. Um, This is a really good, honest discussion and i appreciate your having it and um but you know the more that i listen the more that i see that we almost end up i I mean i have a situation here that has really shown me all of the dead ends that people face when they're going through these kinds of decisions and one of the problems we have is the nursing homes are horrific and they are they are definitely driven by greed and money um the other thing is, if you do need to put someone in a nursing home, you either have to have Medicaid or you have to have a whole lot of money. And in order for you to get the Medicaid, you have to spend down everything you have. Yep. Okay. And they're going to suck they, you dry. And then they're they they put will you in a suck house. you dry like they did exactly. my grandparents. Exactly. And they, they, with my husband, they told me, well, you should divorce him. They're like, why did you even marry him? Because now you're going to be responsible. Why, you, so you divorce him. And because he has dementia, they want, I would get an attorney, he would get an attorney. Uh, you know, then, then what we would do is I would, we would get a divorce, and he might be more eligible for Medicaid. So he could go in a lousy nursing home um, in a, a, that accepts Medicaid. Okay? Yeah, but, but, okay, time out. I see, I think this is, a mis, this is a misconception, in my opinion, because I don't care. I've seen people in the Medicaid nursing homes, and I've seen people like my grandparents paying a fortune, and they all suck. You're absolutely right, and that's the whole point. They're going to take whatever money you have so you get to the point where you're eligible, but they're going to treat you the same. They're just going to get more money for treating you the same. Okay, the the issue I'm finding going through this experience is that we live in a bit of a soulless society. My husband and I both worked all of our lives. We paid taxes. We always paid our bills. Okay, but now, unless I have Medicaid, I can't even get any help. I'm taking care of them all by myself. 
And it would really be helpful if we could get aids in once in a while or get some help, some, some help with getting supplies. Medicare won't give us a cent. Right, but just, just because you divorce does not mean you got to kick them out of the house. I mean, there are divorces right. and there are divorces. Right, right. But, but I, don't want, I don't feel like, why should we have to go on Medicaid? Why can't Medicare, what we worked, we worked for all our lives, why isn't Medicare covering anything? Well, if, See, if I, you feel that strongly about it, maybe divorce is the best option. I mean, talk to an attorney who specializes in elder law and all that kind of stuff, but it might be the best option. And it, again, it doesn't mean that you're going to, I will take you for everything you're worth and kick you out of your house. It, you can still have the same living arrangement you have now, just that you're not technically married. Um, I mean, Carol, I, I would encourage you to speak with an attorney about whether getting a divorce would actually be financially advantageous to you and uh, advantageous to, most importantly, your husband during the, uh, obviously, declension in his life. Well, I, I understand what you're saying, and I have talked to an attorney. I guess my issue is you're talking about dignity issues, which I think are paramount, the dignity you know, that people should be afforded when they're ill. And, and even when you're talking about physician-assisted suicide, you're talking about dignity. You're talking about people preserving their dignity. And my concern is that we now live in a society where they don't give us much, much choice in terms of our dignity issues. We don't have physicians-assisted suicide, and we've got nursing homes that treat people like animals. Okay, And in between that, you either private pay for stuff or you spend on every single thing you have in order to get help. You know, it's interesting you, you mentioned the animals because if animals were treated the way seniors are treated in a lot of nursing homes, the SPCA would arrest those people. And as far as physician-assisted suicide, we are nicer and kinder to our dogs and cats at their end of life than we are to our human beings, than we are to ourselves. You're right. But you see, it gets to the point where people want to end their lives because they can't find dignity in living. And, and I don't. You're talking to why. one of them. You're talking to one of them. Not now, but in the future. But but don't you think if we could provide people with what they needed, like you talk about family members who took care of loved ones and they didn't get bed sores, and they and they you know they had quality of life even though they were sick. Why can't we do that anymore? Why can't if somebody, we have Medicare, why can't they allow me to have AIDS in here once in a while just to help so that I can give him his dignity? Because and the first can, thing they would do is raise your Medicare premium. They would add another part to Medicare to cover that, and then people would start bitching about the cost of Medicare, even more than they do now. There you go. Medicare is privatizing. It's privatizing. So, you know, all I'm saying is that there are dead ends everywhere, and I think it's sad when it gets to the point where your choice is go into a nursing home or have to end your life in order to maintain your dignity. And I, I just think it's really sad because there are other ways, and we're living in a society that's not allowing those options. Um, I Hey, you know what? I, I Look, I we, we are in agreement uh, on that. And, again, I, I see nothing immoral whatsoever uh, if you are given a diagnosis um, 
and there is data to support the diagnosis. There are data to support the diagnosis. Um, and you aren't going to get better. And the stars say, <laughs> the doctors say, yeah, you are in that declension and you can start expecting severe cognitive issues in, around, in about four months. You know what? Let me out. Let me out of the meat suit. Let me go to the next adventure. But you're also because you want to maintain your dignity. Bingo. And, and I, I, and I don't I'm want. Saying, why would I want to be a dragon? My wife, my kids, anything else? Why would I want that? But I'm wondering if we had things available that would help your loved ones care for you, and they would say we're okay with it because we're getting help. And I'm not saying that's the right answer. I'm saying. It's an option. If that is what the that indi- if that is what the individual wants, then that is what the individual should get. That is personally not my choice. If I can't Correct. sit and enjoy Netflix and understand what I'm watching, what's the point of life? No, I totally I understand. <laughs> I totally you. understand your point. Thank you, Carol. I, I appreciate the call. I need to uh, break on uh, WBen. Uh, by the way, they uh, on Netflix yesterday they brought out Get Gotti a documentary about the uh, law enforcement quest to nail John Gotti. It's really a terrific documentary. The only problem is usually I start watching TV at night and uh, <laughs> fall asleep. Uh, 3.56 at News Radio 930 WBEN. It is uh, Bowerly. We're going to continue this because many of you have had experiences with nursing homes, but I have to be adamant. No names of anything, anybody, any website, any agency, even if it's one that's good, or I will end up in deep doo-doo. And clearly, given my thoughts on physician-assisted suicide, um, I clearly do not want to end my days in that way, and I don't want to end my career in that way on WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.